You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only 24 podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. on the day of 24. Live another day. Ah, because you get it. So, today we just finished off the series of 24. Uh, the, the original series, that is, before it got its renewal and it's going to be coming back tonight, the 5th of May. And uh, before we talk about that, my name is Dave. I'm the CTU agent. Uh, we got Andy. He's the analyst, and uh, you know Tim Bell will be here next week, so don't worry. Or today, no, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he'll be here tomorrow. Next for, episode for the next episode of Smaller on the Outside, uh, where we're gonna talk about the you know the Live Another Day the first episode, or actually the first two episodes rather. First of all, some announcements. Uh, first, I want to talk about the the comic book, but not in detail. I just want to talk about. Uh, this little funny thing. On the cover of the first comic book, uh, it says that Jack is wanted by the RCMP, which is apparently based in the United States, and then it goes on to say that a real telephone number on the cover and a fax number, and when you look up those numbers, you really do get the RCMP, which stands for the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Specifically, the Are Missing Children section of that police station. It also has a real email that has a .ca address. It's, it's not even trying to hide the fact that this is all Canadian information. Well, it's funny that the cover has stuff about Canada for no apparent reason. He's wanted by the mounted police in Canada, but he's not in Canada. Uh, but we'll talk about, about that after we talk about Season 8. We can also talk about um, that the comic takes place. We don't know if the season takes place at the same time as or shortly after the comic or not. I don't but know, the, yeah. But the comic takes place in 2014. Yeah, it does. Which is four years after season eight. Yep. Which they have, I don't remember exactly how many years it was, but what it was is we now know that season one was 1996, so that would have been the 1996 um, presidential yeah, election. election. For David Palmer. For David Palmer, yeah. yeah. And so then uh, 2014 would be where the comic is or, and possibly where this, the next season would be. Also for announcements, there was some news going, uh, sending around about Sherlock. Uh, a lot of people were afraid that it was ending because of a one-off uh, one was specified or something like that. But now it seems that there's going to be a one-off before the next season. I don't think so. That's it's, uh, I've heard. That's what people think, but they don't understand how scheduling works with Sherlock. Uh, the episodes that they they are already starting to write season four of Sherlock, and so those are going to be what's produced next. If if they if they create a one-off episode, it's going to be like a Christmas special type deal, and it's probably going to happen between season four and five. I think. I think that's more likely scheduling wise. I don't know. People just say, oh, one episode is probably going to be next, but the way scheduling works with Sherlock, they, they write these episodes way in advance. So I think it's more likely that they would do season four and then have the one-off in between four and five. So that's confusing. That was some that was some news that was going around this week, and uh, 
it, it was confusing me because it looked like to everybody else that they were going to have one more season and that was going to be it. But now we're going to talk about the eighth season, 24, The One in New York. Jack? You're supposed to call me Grandpa. You look like a Grandpa. Couldn't agree with you more. Listen, I've been thinking a lot about what we talked about. I want to go back to Los Angeles with you. Come here. What are you doing here? I have information. There's a big hit going down. I don't work for the government anymore. Unless you're gonna want to hear. President Hassan at the UN. He's getting taken out today. Jack Bauer's on line three. Bauer, you need to pay attention to this. Get out! On January 17th. I'm transporting an informant vital to national security. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. Go! Go! We're under attack. We are cold red. The two-night, four-hour premiere event. This is going down now. Innocent lives are at stake. Kiefer Sutherland. This is over! You're lucky I'm retired. 24. A new day begins Sunday, January 17th on Fox. Okay. Last time I was in Washington, D.C. There are a few different things you could say for that. Yeah, there's a little bit of a few things out to uh, set up the season, we have Jack, and he's been uh, living in New York for a while with his daughter Kim and granddaughter Terry after the radical treatment that saved his life in the last season, and he's planning at some point this day to move to LA with his daughter and everything. Meanwhile, CTU is actually, it's back in the game. Chloe actually works at the New York location though. I'm not entirely sure why, but she does is like it doesn't matter uh, She probably just followed Jack wherever he goes. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes because it was in the contract um, uh, President Allison Taylor she's still the president of the United States and she's currently working on a peace treaty with the IRK uh, which is like the in, in, Indian Republic of Kazakhstan Not or something. Indian. <laughs> no, it's the Islamic Republic of Kamistan. Yeah, but they're like Indians, though. No, they just have some Indian actors. They're not all Indian actors. But... The president of um, this Islamic Indian people, his name is Omar uh, Hassan, and he's the person directly working with the president on this peace treaty. Uh, some CTU characters to get yourself acquainted with, we have... Uh, Brian Hastings, this guy is played by the same guy that played Bubba in Forrest Gump. So every single time we're watching him, we're all like, on oh, some shrimp, some shrimp. Come on, Jack, come back with me, shrimp. Well, see, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even know it was Bubba when I was watching it the first time because he's, to me, he seems like a completely different person. Yeah. Uh, the another person to get yourself acquainted with is uh, Dana Walsh. She's played by the same person who played. Starbuck in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, her, her name. Um, <laughs> also, we have Arlo Glass. He's got an interesting job. He sits in front of huge monitors on the screen, and he basically monitors what's going on in the whole world. He, he, he is in control he, of drones. He, he, that's a Yeah, new... he's in control of uh, Echelon, or whatever. No, no, not Echelon. <laughs> the, the, drone, the drones are new for 24. They have... All around New York, they have all these remote-controlled drones, and um, Arlo, they're just constantly flying around the city, and Arlo can tap into them for um, close-ups security footage, better than you would get on satellite, basically. And uh, the last person you should get yourself acquainted with here is Cole Ortiz, played by Freddie Prince Jr. This guy, he has the same job as Jack, and only does, you know, director of uh, 
Field Ops. Field Ops, yeah. And he is dating Dana Walsh. Actually, they're going to get married. And Arlo Glass wants a piece of Dana. Awkward. <laughs> Good, I think we got it all set up. The uh, first act has to do with uh, an assassination attempt on President Hassan. So basically, yeah, Jack is trying to leave for LA with his daughter when he runs into a uh, former colleague or source or somebody he used to know during the Salazar operation that informs him that there is a threat to assassinate President uh, Hassan within the day, of course. So Jack's main objective is to get this guy to see to you safe and sound, basic, and then he would leave to, uh, to LA after that. And obviously there's some... Uh, some firefights going on, Jack's back in the game, and then he basically slams an axe into some guy's chest, and then, you know, okay, there you go, Jack is back right there. Jack spends pretty much the first half of this season trying to, okay, I'll do this one more thing, and then I'm going to leave. Yeah, most of that. <laughs> All right, I'm out, I'm out of here. No, Jack, you're not. You're coming back with us. Basically the first half of the season there. Yeah. Um, the source that he's trying to take doesn't obviously doesn't live his whole life, he, he dies, but he lives long enough to tell Jack that there is someone in Hassan's cabinet that's working against him, or somebody that he knows that's working against him, and so Jack relays that information to CTU and plans to go to LA before CTU says they need to bring him in to, you know, get a debrief from him. Of course. And Jack comes in, of course, you know, and Chloe debriefs him, but it also informs him that the person they immediately arrested as a mole which was Meredith Reed, uh, who is a uh, reporter that was working directly with Hassan. Uh, she might not actually be the person they're looking for, and nobody's going to listen to her, Chloe because she hasn't worked at this CTU location for very long. Awkward. So after telling Kim that he'll be on the first flight out to LA after this thread's done, he's officially back in the game. He's working for CTU as a visitor. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't even, he's not even, it's not temporary reinstatement. He's a visitor of CTU holding their guns and, <laughs> and whatever. They, they, they let him do that after he breaks into their armory. Yes. Like, what do you think you're doing, Jack? <laughs> I'm going to go after the, the fake, the, the real mole. Okay. Um, they track a killer that's sp spotted on the satellite footage to a house with a dead cop, and Jack is obviously suspected as the cop killer, and he is then tortured for a while before he convinces one cop to actually call CTU to confirm his place as visitor of CTU. And then uh, the phone call also gives them the location of the, the attack where they're going to try to kill Hassan, which is the UN building, which apparently had a bomb on the schematics or something, but no one ever noticed because it wasn't actually in the building. No, it wasn't in the schematic. It was in the schematic. No, 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 no. They found schematics on the computer of, uh, of, it was an encrypted file on the Meredith Reed's computer. They found those, the schematics for the bomb. Yeah. And the, and like then the, also the schematics for the UN as well. So they, they knew that the bomb was going to be at the UN because they found that file. But it was a hoax. Yeah, because the bomb's actually in the street. It's uh, the it was under the uh, like a sewer of the getaway route. Yep. So when they called in to a bomb threat, Hassan was taken away onto this uh, bomb route, escape route, and uh, there's this guy getting ready to blow him up. And Cole gets a call from Jack to stop it all, so he rushes in front of the car 
big bomb goes off and the cars are like separated and then Hassan's living at this point. Um, the real inside man turns out to be Hassan's brother. Then Jack finds the actual assassin who was uh, on that video footage and was the one pressing the button and he kills him of course. And uh, then we're on to the second act because the, the threat to kill Hassan is over with. And the second act has to do with nuclear fuel rods. Now, apparently Hassan's brother is working for some Russians that have these nuclear rods that they're planning to use in the nearby future. And, and these rods are like basically what they put in nuclear bombs to make them explode or something. And CTU finds about the rods because the assassin's corpse actually had some radiation that was like spewing from it and it basically pointed to weapons grade uranium and Hassan pointed out that his government was currently toying around with nuclear stuff and apparently it had to have made its way to the US in the recent past. Well they figured out it had to be in the US, US because um, of the level of radiation that person had. Yeah. So now C2 has to get these rods, and to do that, they get someone who went undercover with the Russians in the past, very much like it's Jack and the Salazars. It is Renee. She is back in the game. But Renee is a little, uh, she's a little different. She's lost some of her humanity. She's a little crazy. <laughs> um, she tried to kill herself. She's got, like, cuts going down her arm, and... Jack scarred her. Yeah, and this, this kind of depressed Jack... I mean, come on, he's tried to... How many times has he tried to commit suicide? <laughs> In every season, let alone this one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot, and basically every single time it's thwarted. So if her suicide attempt was thwarted, that means she's, uh, she's, she's special. Renee basically has to go undercover with these Russians because she did it before. It's kind of like how Jack had to go undercover with the Salazars in season three. She uh, chops some dude's thumb off, uh, and then... <laughs> Goes to hang out with this Russian guy named Vlad, who can who has the ability to find the person selling these rods and purchase them, and Jack is basically acting as the buyer. Um, and Vlad tries to s screw Jack on the deal, just get the money, and kill him, but Jack is able to be smarter than that, and he kills uh, Vlad's men, and he tries to he. he forces Vlad to reconsider the deal to get the nuclear rods. And they bring Jack into the building with Renee to speak to Vlad, and he tells her, or Jack tells Renee that he's getting her out of there, but she's adamant about wanting to stay to finish the deal. She wasn't stable, because she wanted to stay. Um, but Vlad was a pig, and after he made one too many advances towards Miss Walker, she stabs the guy in the eye first, before stabbing him multiple times in the chest, obviously killing him, forcing Jack to think quickly. I think it was 15 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, overkill. Um, he gets Renee out That's of- self-defense, clearly. Yeah, self-defense. Jack gets Renee out of there uh, first, and then he offers himself to the Russians to take him into their custody to torture him for a little, a little bit. But uh, Jack is pretty limber, and he gets out of that in a jiffy by acting like a monkey, killing many people along the way. All but this guy named Sir Sergey, Sir Sir, yeah, Sergey, which is pretty much the guy responsible for selling these uh, nuclear rods. But he, you know, he's a wimp, and he tells CTU where the rods are. But the rods were already gone because they were taken from his son. 
Bye. One son was supposed to get it, and the other son stole it. Or something like that. No, one son, uh, the dude um, from Alias. Yeah, the son, uh, the dude from Alias. He stole the rods because um, his father killed his brother. Yeah, it, after it, he tried to heal him. His, uh, David Anders plays his son. You know, his, he's Russian, and David Anders is American. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, I think he does try to do a Russian accent, just... He's not good that at was it. not a Russian accent. Was that was clearly just American. It, it was an Americanized Russian. He did have a little bit of an accent in there. Oh. It was very, very slight and not good. Anyways, Farhad. Sounds like the guy from Shrek. Farquad. Farquad. Yeah. Farhad is Hassan's brother, and he doesn't like this new plan that they're, they're doing. Uh, it was never the plan to steal the rods for themselves to attack the U.S. So he basically turns himself into... CTU because it's you know it's hard to turn yourself into a building. <laughs> he turns himself in, and he, in order to help the efforts of stopping uh, David Anders' uh, character Joseph. At this point, CTU has arrested Renee for murdering their main suspect, and Jack uh, agrees to bring in Farhad as long as Hastings lets Renee walk. So you know Renee walks. Her killing her only suspect is something Jack has done a thousand times before, by the way. Yep. And, yeah. So, Jack does track down Farhad, but an assassin has already shot him a couple times before fleeing. Farhad actually dies, but Jack had a plan. He would make the news say Farhad still lived in a hospital nearby to draw a man working for Joseph to kill Farhad. So not long after, a man with a bomb strapped to his chest, sure enough, walks into the hospital ready to kill Farhad again. The bomb doesn't go off, though, because Chloe is able to scan the type of bomb it is and disarm it uh, wirelessly. Apparently. And to Because it, was, it had a wireless detonator, I guess. Yeah. Some, something to do with that. Yeah. Now to stay away from CTU, this guy jumps out of a window runs into a room in the hospital that's holding some kind of pressure tank which he locks himself into and while he while and while he's in there he tries to arm the bomb again so he's trying to rearm his vest when his mother shows up trying to get him to stop and that doesn't work so jack basically just threatens her life to get him out but it was too late the guy's thing blows up but not before he able to tell jack a name before exploding into little bits. Jack got the name uh, of Hassan's daughter's boyfriend, who is um, working for Hassan, who is the mole inside, another mole, I guess, inside uh, Hassan's team. Yeah, this whole operation was being run by moles inside his team, basically. Yeah. So, when the daughter finds out that her boyfriend is evil, he kidnaps her to spread uh, a message. But she does, she gets away because her boyfriend lets her go, but it was all ploy. Because she was carrying this, uh, she was driving to CTU with an EMP hooked up to the car, which takes out CTU's computers. Yeah. Completely. The terrorists then order the president to hand over Hassan, or they'll blow up New York, and she decides to instead begin an evacuation of New York. Her chief advisors plot against the president's demands to kidnap 
Hassan and deliver him to obtain the nuclear rods and stop the whole thing. And when they hand Hassan over to the terrorists, they find the nuclear rods, and that threat is done. Act 3. This is the last act. A-body dead, and Jack wants revenge. That's what I called it. Was it? <laughs> yeah, act 3 is A-body dead, and Jack wants revenge. A-body? A-body. Like A-Y apostrophe body. A-body. Okay. A-body dead. So, <laughs> Jack now needs to find Hassan, because he was taken away, Jack agrees to head up the search and rescue mission after they find out Dana Walsh is actually a mole hired by the Russians, but we don't know about that first. We find that out later. No, we knew J Dana Walsh was a mole. We know she's a mole, but we didn't know who hired her. Okay. Which was the Russians. Um, <laughs> so he finds this place where there's a recording going on about them just listing off all of Hassan's crimes before slicing his throat. And when he gets there, he learns that it was all pre-recorded, that he was long dead, and there's nothing he could have done about it, and that other than, you know, cut the live feed, which he doesn't. He just lets it play out. <laughs> like an idiot. But now Jack and Renee are done for the day, you know? They got the... We don't have to worry about Hassan. He's, he's already dead. No, no problems. Uh, but, see, Renee knows the false Russian EMT guy that killed one of the suspects. And before she can give away that information, she is sniped dead. Yeah. It's Terry all over. Can Jack not get a break? After they had some some uh, time together. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they uh, kissed and stuff. <laughs> Awkward. Um, basically, they started something that they didn't get to finish. Yes. So the rest of the series has a lot of revenge elements to it. A lot of revenge. This whole thing's like revenge. Uh, the peace treaty going on was all about to fall apart, which is why President Logan actually shows back up in order to put it back on track. Now, before Logan shows up, I want to mention something. Before Logan shows up, this Allison Taylor president, she's been pretty much perfect. Now, you can argue character-wise that David Palmer is a better character, but Allison Taylor, president-wise, she's made every right decision. She's never made a bad decision. She even made the hard decision to, you know, uh, have her daughter arrested. And, you know, she, she lost her husband and because of all these things. Because, but she's always made the right decision, no matter how hard it was. Suddenly, she's getting into trouble here, and Charles Logan comes in to help her. Yeah. And everything goes bad from, from there. From this point on, her, yeah. her Her character just falls apart. She basically starts uh, become, you know, going to the dark side. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker style. But, um, yeah, he's he's coming back because he has connections to Russia still. And he he's, his role is basically to get them back on track with the peace treaty because they were about to bow out. But his what he was going to do was he was going to say, I know that the Russians were all behind of all the attacks today, and I'm going to expose you if you don't leave the table. So if they, you don't come back to the table. Oh yeah, if you don't come back to the table. And they so they agree to go back. And at the same time, Jack gets the same information from Sergei, uh, from earlier on in the season, the guy who was going to sell the rods. Oh yeah. That yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He tells him that the mole 
the Russians put in C2 was Dana Walsh. This is when we find out Dana Walsh was hired by the Russians. Ah, okay. And basically, to find Renee's killer, he has to first get to Dana Walsh, who agrees to help with the promise of an immunity immunity agreement. What? Immunity? They never ask for that. That's right. Actually, the only, this is the only time in the series where somebody doesn't get immunity. That's true. They didn't get it. Logan persuades the president that if Dana gets them, gives them that data, the peace treaty will be over with, and so Taylor decides not to give Dana the immunity Jeez, agreement. You're, you're, you're going crazy. Instead, she decides to get Bauer out of CTU and move Dana to be tortured into handing over the evidence directly to the presidency to subdue. And this makes Jack mad. Yeah, it gets <laughs> he, he, so he meets the beginning of it. He hijacks a, a helicopter and gets away, and he heads directly for Dana, anyways, who he finds. Jack and Cole take Dana to, to a bank to obtain whatever evidence she has on the Russians, which she, she has in a safety deposit box. But she gets away, knocking out Cole and killing two officers, uh, and Jack has to track her down again, forcing her to give him this quote-unquote evidence, and then kills her in cold blood out of revenge. Now Jack needs the help of Meredith Reed, who was the reporter in the beginning of the season. He needs her help to tell the world what really happened today, and she agrees to meet him in a mall. And at the mall, he finds a sniper that was trying to kill him, knows he was the man that actually shot Renee too, and interrogates him, but the guy's not talking. He looks at the terrorist's phone, finds no SIM card, so Jack figures out the guy must have swallowed it. So he digs the thing out of the guy's stomach. <laughs> and when he puts the SIM card back into the phone, he dials the last outgoing number, or incoming number rather, and he finds out the man responsible for Renee's death was once again President Charles Logan. You know, he's just, everything he's doing here is just getting him madder and madder. He's angry and he's losing it. So Jack wears this crazy body armor. <laughs> he looks like Deathstroke. He looks like Deathstroke and now Arrow, right? He's walking down a busy traffic street in this armor and a huge gun, and he just starts shooting at Logan's uh, limo. Secret Service. Yeah. And he gets to him. And Logan's, he's freaking out. He basically tells him that the man responsible for everything was no, uh, Novakovich. Uh, but uh, Jack plants a listening device on Logan anyways. Kills no Novakovich anyways. And while he's listening to Logan call Yuri Sura, uh, Suvorov, he finds out that Suvorov was actually the man responsible for everything today because there's always somebody else. Now, hold on. What happened to Logan? You remember season five when Logan was the main bad guy of the season and Jack did the same thing he he took him hostage he was going to try to get some information from him but Logan didn't talk yeah he didn't talk but it's not only that but Logan is literally evil this season he's completely oh, turned he's, 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 he's completely scared. turned he was just uh, really per people could easily persuade him in earlier seasons yeah he didn't exactly make the right choices but it was more like people were controlling him than he was ever really thinking clearly. He's this, thinking clearly this season. For some reason, he's just evil. Yeah, he's evil, and what his motive is, is he just wants to repair his image. He, he doesn't want to look like the evil guy, and he's completely being evil. It's not only him, though, either. We got Suvorov, which was a really nice guy in 
two other seasons that who was in it, and for some reason Suvorov is also evil this season. You know, stereotypical, right? And what? And Allison, <laughs> Allison Taylor, she she's going that route. <laughs> she's like everybody's evil. Even Jack is turning evil right now. Yeah. So every, this is the dark season. It is very um, dark. So Jack's new plan. He finds out Suvorov is, you know, in charge of everything. His new plan is just to, you know, kill Suvorov. Yep. So he goes to this building. He has this nice view where he's just going to snipe Suvorov. But Chloe catches him in the act and acts as his conscience that tells him that Kim wouldn't want... Or Terry, I don't know which one it was. Kim. 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 Terry, uh, yeah, you know, Kim. It was Kim. Miss Kim, uh, she would want him not to do this instead to turn in the evidence that he has to uh, put the guy to justice. Um, so he decides, you know, I'm not going to do it. And he actually gets arrested. Um, she shoots him. She shoots him, but not in a way that's going to kill him, which I'm glad. One of the things I remember uh, thinking this is the last season, they could easily kill him off, but if they were going to do it, it would probably be in a heroic move, not in one where he was about to kill a president of some other country. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a way you kill somebody off of a series. Um, but no, that's neat. Well, not the main hero of the show. He was actually shot in the shoulder, and then he bites the ear off of Logan's personal assistant. <laughs> that's, that's some other story. Um, but he likes doing that sometimes. But the but relatively the threat, this last uh, this last act was mostly about revenge, and that ended when when Jack got a clear conscience and did the right thing. And the last thing that happened in this season was they were about to kill Jack because of his atrocities or whatever we want to call it. Finally, uh. The president. president gets a clear conscience yeah. on what is right and what is wrong. She's gonna she's gonna bow down from presidency, but before she does, she tells Jack that he is set free. She, and she cancels the peace agreement. That she she's cancels the peace agreement. Been working for treaty, this whole yeah. Season. And then she basically says, "I'm gonna quit my presidency, but before I do, let Jack go. I know that further down the line, the U.S. is gonna go after him, Russia's gonna go after him, but let him go right now, before I quit." being president or whatever and then he he's like go she gives jack a head start and yeah she gives him a head start and the last thing you see on the screen is him leaving and that's it he's just, he's fleeing and the end clock is not the you know 57 58 59 60. it's three two one it's, it's three two one boom zero. done nothing um, a after this, there was a, actually, there was a, um, thing called Chloe's Arrest. There's a little video, like, four minutes long, basically saying... Completely pointless. The, the cops have, <laughs> actually, no, it probably <laughs> takes into consideration for Live Another Day. Yeah, maybe. Um, she's arrested for helping Jack out in the end, basically. That's the whole thing. But, it, okay, assuming this was the last season, like, they thought it would be, they released this Blu-ray, and... The closure you get with Chloe is that she gets arrested. Oh boy, that's awesome. That's great. Jack gets away. Chloe gets arrested. That that's great. Final. Jack doesn't really get away. He's running for his life, and he doesn't ever get to see Kim again. Yeah, but he gets away. He he knows how to how to you know run from the cops. Yeah. He's done it before. So the subplots this season, the first half had uh, and a little bit after had a lot to do with Dana Walsh's past life. She's a uh, 
she she changed her name that much we know she has some kind of secret and then we find out she's the mole and she was hired by the Russians and she kills this guy and stuffs him in the wall. I'm guessing the guy's still in the CTU's wall. Oh, I guess wall. They, they never did find him. Yeah, I they, thought they, they did, but they no. They stuffed this guy in a wall, and they never go back to that. <laughs> CTU must be, at this point, be like, what, what is, what are you, did you fart? <laughs> Man, that smells like death. Yeah. So, there's that. Another one was uh, Renee. She's had a troubled past, um, and her... Death and all that, and her relationship with Jack, that was uh, another one. Her tragedy. Chloe O'Brien being uh, given the supervisor director of CTU, that was one. Uh, but the main one was the peace treaty with the IRK. That started from the very beginning and went all the way that, to the very That end. was our main subplot of the season, that, that kind of glued everything yep. together. Um, and then, of course, the whole Charles Logan is back and dealing with the Russians again. Um, those are the main subplots, and I'm, uh, you know, right about that, but the notes I have here is that Jack, this is, I think this is another really good season for Jack, his character. Yeah. As far as losing his humanity goes, this is one takes the cake because, uh, his revenge outweighs his ability to reason, and also contrasts really nicely with his role as the friendly grandfather earlier in the season. <laughs> and the constant snowball effect this season mir mirrors the series as a whole when it comes to his personality, which is a pretty good reason to say this is a really good Jack season. Yeah. Um, Taylor, this is the second season starring her, and she has also had a jump in the character development, just not in the right direction. <laughs> One of her major characteristics is that she does things by the book, while David Palmer seemed to run every facet of the government. She basically, she went through all the right channels. Yeah. And she put her own daughter in prison, like you said, and for much trivial crime than this. Right. I mean, this was insane. She was desperate this season. Um, well, see, the idea was... It was a little over the top for her character. She, she believed that this uh, treaty would bring peace, but the problem was nobody in the treaty was really peaceful with anybody else in, in the treaty. In the end, yeah, the foundation was terrible. Like, nobody trusted anybody. They all hated each other, yet they were supposed to find this thing of peace when they all hated each she other. She still pressed at it towards the end, I think, because she was hoping that, you know, years down the line, when none of these current people matter anymore, that it's going to actually affect peace in the future. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't work in the very beginning, it's probably not going to stay in effect. It's probably going to fall apart. So, yeah, if, if it's not based on something good, like Jack was saying, then it's just not going to work. Mm. Um, as for a whole of the season, this was a pretty decent season overall for a final one, and it's not exactly the best season, but there's a lot of good to it, and it tied together pretty well with the overall subplot of the peace treaty. And the peace treaty was also a peace treaty was also important in a previous season, which was day five, with the Russians. That was like a, a short thing with the Russians yeah. in the beginning of. Season so this five. one was more focused on a lot more heavily, and Jack's decline in humanity is also pretty cool. Uh, but it's also, but this this was also my, in my opinion, this was the best season for um, casting characters. The, they had some really good characters and really well-known faces at, at the same time for 
So, um, some, some comparing, some contrast with uh, what was the best season overall. I think this season is a very good contender for best season, and I'm gonna have to say for me, it's the best season. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's the best season. I think, I still going with I think, season five, because I remember that was a killer beginning, and it had a really good, memorable... You know. It didn't have as much of a, a big opening, but I think the entire season as a whole, it was ridiculously very, very solid plot throughout the entire season. The whole peace treaty kept everything together, and, and it all flowed naturally. I but think. at least three of the characters were a little over the top, and like they completely... Ha I think I think their their progression made sense. It it was unexpected, but it made sense with the story. And it was out of character for Logan specifically. No, I don't think it was out of character for him. He was all about himself always, and this is more on that. It was just an expansion on that. Um, he just went further with it. Um, I think the the character development, especially with um, with all the characters. I mean, I guess you could say Arlo was was a little throwaway character, but um, other than that, all the characters were really important, had really good stories, even the side characters, uh, like Dana's personal uh, problems was a good story, and it actually pay, uh, ended up being important to the overall season as well. Um, I think, like you said, this is probably Jack's strongest season as well. Like. The way he goes crazy and 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 then kind of redeems himself at the end as well. Uh, a lot of that is is very strong stuff. I think for me, it's very 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 close to season five, but I do think this edges out slightly. My personal favorite is season five. I'm gonna stick with season five. Um, I think this is more closer to six in terms of overall. I think it's closer to six. But I like five the best. The threat is not, you know, super, like, I guess, you know, the nuclear rods is a big, a, a significant threat with New York, but that's, it doesn't last very long. The biggest threat is, is, is character of Jack and the care, the idea of causing all this, this crime in the name of peace and all the political struggles between the nations and that it was more of a character centered threat than than a actual attack. Yeah, the last, yeah, the Act 3 didn't have any terrorist threat, really. It was all about the peace treaty and doing what's right. Well, and sort of, revenge. Jack was the threat. Jack was kind of the threat for the last threat. Jack was the threat, and also um, Pre President Taylor and President Logan were also threats as well. It's more like, um... It's a, it's a character versus, it's a man versus man threat. It's weird. It's, it's not what you typically see from 24. But I found it very, very interesting, and, and uh, it kept me drawn in a lot better than some of the other seasons have. So best threat? Uh, no, it's not the best. <laughs> no, it, it's you know, I I don't think you can beat the virus. Uh, virus is still yeah, the virus is the best threat of the entire series thus far, just because it was really well written and it stayed on for the whole twenty four hours, which you can't say for like anything. The whole I think, series. I think. Um, they could beat the virus with a better virus, <laughs> possibly, but that would be too similar, so I don't yeah, know yeah. if they would do something like that. Best Jack this season. This season, this yeah. Season this season has the best Jack. Hands down. Hands down. Best written. Best written. I, I, I might go with this season. 
I think I might go with the season two. Yeah. Just cause I I had day five as best written before, but I I like day five more as like my go to. Like I'd rather see day five than day eight, but I think day eight was written better. Day five is a little bit more um, what you expect uh, twenty four to be. This yeah. is a, this is a different. There's some people that uh, when they start watching twenty four the series, there's a lot of people I hear here that actually start with season five. What? Yeah. That's yeah, weird. like they get people to tell them tiny little details of what the story is and who Jack is, like he lost his wife and la 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 la. But that's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So so there's a lot of people that like day five a lot too. So Oh yeah. A lot of people really like day five, but I, I think day five is your um it's your typical twenty four season. Day eight is not there's a lot of differences with day eight. But I think it's very well done. So a lot better than I actually expected going into it. We're season day four. <laughs> that never changed. But best non-Jack character I got a list here. Oh, I gotta think on this one. All right, first we got we got Arlo Glass, Bill Prady. That's the guy who was stuffed into the wall. Uh, Brian <laughs> Hastings, Charles Logan, Cole Ortiz. Dahlia Hassan, Dana Walsh, Kayla Hassan, Kim Bauer, Meredith Reed, President Hassan, President Taylor, Renee Walker, Rob Weiss, or Weiss, or whatever you call him, he's the president's first in command in the first half of the season, and Yuri Sur Superov. Really? Uh, <laughs> what about, what about uh, Mikhail Novakovic? I didn't put him on there. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. You see, if it was the first half of the season, I would probably go with Dana. Battlestar Galactica right there. But, <laughs> because of all the craziness that happened in the last half of the season, I think I'm going to still, I'm going to continue with what I did last season and say the president. Um, I don't know about the president. I, I think it's very... It's 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 somewhat like you can tell all this stuff is eaten down on her s stress levels and uh, and you you can tell she knows what she's doing is bad but she knows she feels that this is very important that she has to get this piece done and that this is I think that that it really um, is very good character development it's it's very unexpected character development based on what we had seen from her before, but I think it was done really well. I'm on the fence. Between? It's, it's either, for me, it's either Dana or Renee. Okay. Yeah, Renee's very good. Did I say, I know I said Renee last season, didn't I? You kind of said both. Did I? No. Um... Renee was very Re good. I like Renee. long enough. I like Renee better in this season than I did last. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's yeah. got a, a lot more character development. She's more like Jack in a way, and she's she's kind of seen things. Uh, she's kind of like Jack in the sense that they both need a break. La 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 la. And then she ends like Terry. Yeah, I think um, if if Renee was in it longer, I think she would be more of a candidate for me. I think I gave it to her last season. I, I was I was thinking I gave it to the president, but I, 
I think I almost gave it to the president, and then I gave it to Renee because she was more interesting or something. Dana, though. Battlestar Galactica. She's Starbuck. She's good. She's a good character. But not, it's not only because of that. She is a very good character for 24. She's uh, We haven't really seen anything like her, I don't think, in any of the seasons. Yeah. Even though she's a mole. We've seen moles before, but her character is very interesting with the whole past experience and her name change and whatever secret she's holding. She she was the main subplot of the first half. Yeah. Um, while even though the peace treaty was going on that time, it wasn't as important until the second, uh, the second half came around where well, it was like, everything was tied to the piece it was all tied but it didn't come into real importance into the second second half we we talked so much about the subplot of dana walsh's secret past life uh in the first half it was insane and so many diff- revelations about that and that's I why think, i like her character i think renee had a lot of potential but she was hardly in it like she she showed up for the russian thing and then she was gone for like... I felt she was hardly in the last season. No, she was in a lot more last season. She showed up for the Russian thing, and then she disappeared for a few episodes, and then she showed up again to get killed. That's basically it. So she was hardly in it this season. Um, last season, she was in every single episode, and she was in a significant portion of every episode. This season, it was a lot less, but her, her character was done. was very interesting this season, but there just wasn't enough of it for me to give it to her. For the, uh, for the best character, best non-Jack character. I'm saying Dana. I'm going with Dana. What were you on the fence of before? Dana and Renee. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going with Suvorov. That's it. <laughs> Screw it. He's my favorite character this Mikhail season. Kyle Novakovich, right there. Suvorov, he's in like one episode. <laughs> Two, maybe. So, we're talking about the whole entire series here. In the whole entire series, we say... I say the best season overall is five. He, Andy says it is eight. Uh, the best threat, no matter what, is the virus. The best Jack is the last season. The best written one is also the last season. It's not the last season, David. But the, well, it is the most recent. Actually, a lot of people still are on the fence of either 24 to live another day is season nine. It is, um, it is season nine. The worst season is day four. And the best non-Jack character of all time is what? Uh, David Palmer. Chloe. No, that doesn't count. You can't say Chloe. Yeah, you can. Chloe is an extension of Jack. Well, then, it would have to be Tony. It could be Tony, Dave. I'm saying David Palmer, it could be David man. Palmer. Five seasons in a Well, four seasons in a row he was in the first episode of season five. But... Could be David Palmer. Could be. There's so many great there's, characters. Yeah, oh there's. Just, it, that, I don't think I can do a full series non-Jack favorite character. I think it's David Palmer though. When you think of 24, and then the first like five names that come up with Jack, Chloe, uh, David Palmer, it would be in there. <laughs> yeah. When you think of 24, it's gonna be in that. Tony first was in a lot more than David Palmer though. You're gonna think Jack, Chloe, Kim, Tony, David Palmer. Those are the names you're going to think of when you think of 24. And Nina. Nina. <laughs> She's number six. I want to talk a little bit about the first edition of the comic book. It is 20 pages long. Came out the... 20? Come on. They could have made that. It could have been 24, but it was 20. And it's, um, it, it's 22 if you count the cover page and the copyright page. Still. 
Um, but basically, it's 20 pages long. It's really short, and it's the first edition, so there's going to be, like, I think, so far there's three in plan. So the first one's out. It came out the 23rd, I think. So Jack is not in England. He's not in Sangala either. <laughs> He's in Russia. Yeah. Russia, huh? He's in Russia when it starts. He has a girlfriend. Really? Yeah, they speak Russian to each other. Uh, <laughs> he's working. Uh, he's working under a different name too. Nobody knows his real name. It's um, not the ghost of Renee. No. <laughs> he's, he has a Russian girlfriend, and he's working at some kind of factory, um, kind of like the beginning of season five. The beginning of season five. No, that was for season five is when he was, nobody knew who he was, and he was Frank Flynn and all that. That was season five. What? Yes, because at the end of season four was the Jack Bauer's dead. Okay. But that was three. So he's working at this factory. He knows this. He, he, one of his co-workers gets in trouble with some, I'm guessing, terrorists who want him, this co-worker of Jack's, to supply them with methylamine. And if you watch Breaking Bad, you know methylamine is made to make uh, meth. But it's also can be made as a bioweapon of some sort. Um, and they want this guy to bring them a shipment of it. And Jack overhears that this guy needs to bring a shipment of it. And he d volunteers to do it instead because this guy has a family. He has a life to look forward to. So he decides to pay the guy's debt. So he drives the shipment to them and they actually recognize him. It's not the other way around. <laughs> Um, this guy's like, I know this guy. He's wanted by the CIA and all this. That's Jack Bauer. He's killed two Russian people. He's killed like my father, my father and my brother, or something like that. Um, what was that? What was that? Um, Novakovich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure if that's who they're talking about, but apparently he's wanted by the CIA, not uh, be the CIA specifically. That wasn't even mentioned this season. But the, he was wanted by the CIA uh, for killing two Russian, uh, I'm guessing, important people or something. Um, and so that's why he's wanted, and that was the end of the first comic. So we don't know how he, how long it gets for, takes from this to live another day and how he gets to England and all this fun stuff. Chloe wasn't in the, in the comic at all, the first edition at least. Um... The uh, art is, it, it feels a little choppy, but, you know, some comic books have that art, so it wasn't specifically very well. Um, but it's it's an interesting um, story so far. So he's in Russia. I, I wonder why he left uh, New York, knew the Russians were coming after him, and went to Russia. <laughs> Maybe he went after Suvorov again. Uh, he went after Suvorov or what? I guess, he, yeah, he could, could have probably killed these two people or, or, or he was getting framed, but that's the two possibilities, I guess. But, tomorrow, um, actually, tonight is the two-hour premiere of 24 Live Another Day. Uh, it starts at 8. In the revival of Timba. In the revival of Timba. It starts at 8, ends at 10. Before, and before that, there's a at 7:30. There's a, a special called Jack is Back, but we're not gonna watch it because it probably has spoilers. Probably does. And um, 
after we watch it, we'll record a podcast, and you can listen to that tomorrow on hopefully. the 6th. Hopefully. It probably won't come out midnight. Right. Like these do, but it'll come out on the 6th at some point. So probably like 11.59. Now, um, <laughs> uh, by the way, I'd like to mention, when we were watching the season 8 finale, when it was on live TV, we had the, we had a DVR on my computer, um, using Windows Media Center, and we were watching the show, and we would, you know, skip the commercials, and we were watching it on the same night, and then my computer crashed or some or or the power went out or something my computer shut down in the middle of recording uh the season the series finale of 24 and so we weren't able to finish that that night we we had to wait until there was a download available online you know on iTunes or something yeah <laughs> that was fun we had to wait until there was a download up, up online or it was streamed online or something and uh are you admitting to piracy over... I did not say piracy. I said, like, you know, iTunes or or, 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 iTunes, or Hulu right. or, Hulu, you know, yeah. It was something like that, I think. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so we weren't able to finish it at, you know, by 10 o'clock that night. We had to wait until probably after midnight that night before we saw the end of 24. Yeah. So that was fun times. <laughs> fun is... You, you, you define fun a little bit different than I do. Um... So I guess you'll hear from us tomorrow. Enjoy the uh, the premiere of 24 Live Another Day. And uh, screw you, Netflix, for taking 24 away. Yeah, seriously. What was up with that? But now we have all eight seasons of 24 on, well, DVD and Blu-ray. You can find a picture of that on, uh, on our WordPress. and uh... <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Enjoy. Peace out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our website at sodapodcast.wordpress.com.